Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, everyone. How are we? Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I'm your host, Kylie. You're the co-host. I am (laughs) one of your hosts. You know what I mean. They know the deal. We're both hosts. Yeah. And I'm Anya. And here we are on a gloomy Wednesday, ready to record for you. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I am like in a big bummer mood right now. Nothing bad happened today. It was just like a really busy day and the weather was so horrible. And so I didn't get to get out for a walk. And then it got dark at 4.30 and my roommate's been gone all day. And I'm just like, hmm, is this madness that Mm -hmm. I'm feeling? Yeah. But anyways, I'm turning my frown upside down for you all. Not even a frown. My – Indifference upside down. Slight uh, dis- distastement. <laughs> yeah, dissatisfaction. <laughs> yeah, your slight um, dis- dissatisfaction for the day. I actually have to because the whole point of this episode is how to not feel the way that I'm feeling right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This episode is all about how to embrace the winter season. So we did an episode. I think like two years ago at this point about um, how to like avoid getting the winter blues. So I would say this episode kind of builds off of that, but it's uh, more so about kind of like mindset shifts you can make to better get through the long ass season that is winter. So yeah, we're going to talk about our kind of mindset shifts that have helped us and then also a couple tangible tips um, to help you get through and like like romanticize winter is kind of like what we're getting at, I feel like. Um, Because I feel like people are really good at romanticizing fall, but when we get to winter, people are just like donezo. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. And we're also going to talk about our winter bucket lists at the end. Yes. It'll be a good episode. I'm excited. I think we have some good tips. And yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about the upcoming season, honestly. I have I was having fun doing my bucket list coming up. Love that. To do. Yeah. Stay tuned. But before we do that, (laughs) let's get into our segment, starting with the week in review. So I don't have anything like super interesting to talk about. I guess I can give an update. I think last episode I was saying that my boyfriend was sick with a mystery illness. I am glad to report he is feeling better, but it did take like over a week. Um... And we do know what it was. And it wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. It was a disease meant for children. So that's awesome. Uh, I won't expose him because I don't know if he wants me to talk about his illness on on a podcast. But um, I did you not You may know someone sick. five and under who had it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't get sick because like most adults will not get sick with this illness. Yeah. So um, Anyways, he's on the up and up. That's good. It was his birthday this past weekend. So we spent his birthday getting our Christmas tree, which was nice. We are real Christmas tree people these days. I never was one growing up. Like my parents always had a fake tree. And I don't know why. I feel like they they like gave me this narrative that having a real tree is like a shit ton of work. Like I was always under the impression that it was a huge inconvenience to have a real tree for whatever reason. I don't know if that's just because they liked our fake tree and they never wanted me to like push too hard on it, but yeah, I know you can have really nice fake trees. I'm not anti-fake tree, but um, last year was my first ever real tree and I thought it was so fun. I just, I like the experience yeah. of going and picking it up. I like the smell. I don't mind it dropping needles, especially in the beginning. It really doesn't drop too much. Um, yeah. So I think it's fun. Ours is um, seven-ish feet. We wow. named it McKay after the Christmas tree farm that we went to. Aww. And by farm, I mean IHOP parking lot. Yes. <laughs> when you live in the city, that's what they do. They convert the big parking lots into little Christmas tree farms. And that's where we went. Shout out to that partnership, really iconic. Wow. It really is an iconic duo. It really is great. It's so convenient. It's literally five minutes from where we live. We just zip yeah. on over to the IHOP, get ourselves a tree, maybe get some pancakes, and we're, we're done. So yeah. That was good. And then I also did a lot of Christmas shopping this past weekend. I feel like I probably knocked out like 
half the items I need to get. I did all online and I think that's going to be my move in general. I think the only in-person shopping that I'll do is I like doing like a last run to Trader Joe's like the week of um, and just getting like little chocolates and like little things to like throw into people's stockings and like just adding little things here and there from Trader Joe's, especially like they have really affordable like wine and liquor and stuff. So I feel like that's a good thing to do. But yeah, I feel like I've done half my like actual shopping and my wallet is not pleased. Thank you, inflation. But I like gift giving. Like I feel like obviously the holidays, like it's very like mixed emotions for people. Like some people love the holidays. Some people it's like a challenging time of year. Some people love gift giving. Some people are like stressed out by it. Uh, I personally really like gift giving, so I don't mind spending the money, but it's always a little bit of a hit and I should do a better job like budgeting throughout the year to yeah. that, or at least like throughout the fall. Like I could have been more intentional and I just wasn't. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of my, it, it's a small portion of one of my bucket list items for the winter and really the new year in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, I felt that my yeah. wallet is like, stop. My yeah. credit score is like enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, oh, like, you definitely can do thoughtful Christmas on a budget. Like, I yeah. fully subscribe oh, to that. Sure. I just don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I like to get people nice things and yeah. that's on me. <laughs> but um, I feel like I also have like some bougie people in my life that are like, for example, my mom is really hard to shop for. So it's like you're either getting her an experience or you're getting her like a relatively expensive thing. So, Yeah. That just, it do be how it is. Yeah. Amen. Um, So for me, this first one, I don't want to talk about too much, honestly. Maybe in a future episode, Anya and I talked about, like, using this as a cool lesson for you all. Um, But for now, it's not a super cool lesson for me. So I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, But I am on the up and up getting out of a bit of a rut at work where I just was losing sight of how I, like, fit in to our team um, and what I really like want my role to be at my current company. Um, So I've done a lot of like reflecting and like goal setting and just like thinking about like how I see myself growing at my current company. I'm very happy at my current company. I don't really have any plans to leave in 2023. So instead I should be thinking from like a growth mindset and how I can continue to grow at this company and what I where I want to be at the end of 23. And it seems early to think about that, but I feel like it makes sense to kind of think about, okay, ideally like a year from now, where do I see myself and what do I have to do in the six months to a year coming up to like make that happen? So I've been having a lot of those like conversations and noodling on that a bit. And I think yeah. it will make a good episode, honestly, one day. Uh, but today is not that day. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It do be annual review season, which I know yeah. can be yeah. anxiety inducing for a lot of people. So, sending yeah. good vibes if you don't like having those types of conversations or if you get anxious about like feedback or criticism yeah. or that kind of thing. Cause I know it can go either way for people. So, it's yeah. never easy, I feel like, to make yourself like so vulnerable. Like you literally are entering like an hour long meeting and being like, tell me everything I did right and everything I did wrong. And it's like, well. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you're like, no ego. And then they hang up the phone. You're like, and now I will sob. Yeah. <laughs> My ego is bruised. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, but speaking of anxiety, that's a good segue into the second thing I wanted to talk about. And this is like a little, I don't want to say ranty, but it's definitely a little bit of a tangent. And I'd like to call this Kylie's first relationship lessons. This is the segment. I feel like I give little tidbits as I learn what the hell's going on in a relationship because I'm in my first one. If you're new here, hi, I'm Kylie. I was single for 24 years of my life and then I finally found someone that wanted to date me. Woo! I get like a sound effect yeah. <laughs> to intro the segment. Yeah. Um, but I have an anxious attachment style, if you didn't know, and if you listen to the podcast and you didn't know that, you know me at all. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I saw TikTok. I, I don't know if you ever infiltrated like single dating TikTok. I know that's not me. your – yeah, you. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> – I, oh, I wasn't sure if you're talking to the general you of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Me, I have not. Well, also the you, but um, basically there's like this concept where everyone always talks about like never settle, like you're never too much for the right person. Like don't feel like you have to water yourself down or hide how you're feeling or blah, 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 blah. You're never too much is like this idea. So listen, ladies, you should never settle. You should find someone who like respects your emotions and wants to have healthy adult conversations with you. I'm not saying that that isn't true. What I am saying is that some of the intrusive thoughts that go through this little brain of mine are really none of my boyfriend's business and I don't need to burden him with that. And also it's like kind of on me to work through my own anxiety if he is doing everything right. And you can talk to your partner about this. You can say, hey, I have anxiety. Sometimes I struggle with this um, so that they can support you. But like, yes, you're never too much. And also don't use that as an excuse to not like handle your shit, if that Mm. makes sense. I think a great example is, you know, my relationship, it's newer. We're only at like the three month mark, not even. And Every time we've hung out, at least 99% of the time, I can't think of a time that this wasn't the case, I've stayed over his place or he stayed over my place. Last night we hung out and he was like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to go to the gym in the morning. He came here to my apartment. I don't want to go to the gym in the morning. My radiator clanks throughout the night. It's not exactly a peaceful slumber uh, in the winter (laughs) at my apartment. So he was like, I'm going to head home, which is completely reasonable. And is not at all a sign that anything is wrong in my relationship. But what was my first thought? Well, this is the downfall. This is it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> it, it was nice while it lasted. It was good knowing you. Get home safe. And it's like, I don't I don't need to text him that and be like, when you decided to sleep at your apartment for very reasonable reasons, uh, that made me feel really anxious and like you were pulling back. Cause he's gonna be like, Okay. Yeah. Like I don't know. I was I saw that TikTok and I don't even think I like closed the loop, but the TikTok was basically saying what I'm saying where it's like yes, like your partner should accept you for all of you. They should accept that you have anxiety and like love you for it. And also like sometimes you actually are too much. <laughs> like yeah, or like you do, you don't get to burden them uh out of I don't know. I can't think of a good way to word it, but I, like I do agree. You, you you need to use your discretion with what yes. you bring to them so as to not yes. like neg- <laughs> ruin their life. <laughs> yeah, lit- no, literally. That's what I was gonna say is you need to filter through what is causing you anxiety that they could actually help you with. And yes. Like could be. And I think I, again, I'm not going to expose my entire relationship, but I think you and I had a conversation that I was trying to like work through something where you were like, I actually think it's okay to like bring this one to him mm-hmm. and that like this is causing you anxiety. But like this, if I came to you and was like, I think I'm going to talk to him about the fact that him going home like made me feel really anxious, you'd probably be like, okay, or you can take a Xanax and like relax. I'm kidding. If you're not prescribed Xanax, don't do that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess like just thinking about if things are actually actionable or like productive to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it's in, if it's not, if you come down to it and you're like, you know what, they're actually being incredibly reasonable. And this is just my anxious attachment rearing its ugly head because I get nervous when things don't follow the pattern that I'm used to. Journal on it. Meditate. Yeah. Go for a walk. Like, it takes a lot of self-awareness to, like, get to that point, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a good point. But also, like, it's not necessarily fair to your partner to be a sounding board for, like, your entire internal monologue because yeah. they That's have a lot one, to put too. On them. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have one, too. They're dealing with their own stuff, too. Especially so. a fun little, like, spicy twist is that my boyfriend is also an anxious attachment. So we would have just spiraled, like, right out <laughs> of record control. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's like my, and if you're my boyfriend and you're listening to this, turn it off. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but yeah, I, I found that very helpful because sometimes this might be a hot take. This might be a hot take, but sometimes I just feel like single TikTok is a little unreasonable. Mm. I agree with 99% of it. 
But sometimes I'm like, at the end of the day, your partner is also another human being. And like, we need to keep that in mind. Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Take with that what you will. Um, Don't settle. Don't lower your standards. That's not what I'm saying here at all. Just handle your shit. Figure out what is your, what you need to take ownership of and, you know, heal on and figure out, figure out what your partner can help you through and it'll all be fine. What are the other kinds of um, attachment styles? So there's secure attachments, which okay. congrats, I think you are a secure attachment. <laughs> Must be nice. They're like, they're just vibing. They're just chilling. Like they really don't have any, they like- Head empty, no thoughts. Not even head empty, no <laughs> thoughts. But when it comes to relationships, they just like, they understand how special like relationships are while also understanding that they're not necessarily rare or something mm-hmm. that like they are unworthy of, okay. if that makes sense. Avoidant attachments is the other one. They're the ones that like are afraid of commitment. Okay. So they run. Mm. And then you have your anxious attachments who fight the ever longing feeling that they are not worthy of love and they'll never find it. So that's fun. Love that. A little spice. Love that. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad, because it's informed by your parents. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to do some uh some reflection on that one, but uh yeah. We can chat offline. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on it, honestly. Yeah, true. We'll chat That'd online. Kind of interesting. We'll chat online. That would be interesting, <laughs> please. <laughs> Literally, that's what we're doing right now. Okay, <laughs> Meta. Um, I don't like how Facebook is now called Meta because I like saying that, like as a joke. Yeah, now it's like it's actually a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of kills the vibe, but anyways. True. Let's get into our favorites. So I had this written as a favorite back in like October or something. And I decided to like hold that thought because I think it's much more relevant now. Um, mm-hmm. So I am a big fan of Etsy. And something that I like to get specifically on Etsy is niche. And it is desktop backgrounds that are like a calendar for the year. So I always do this. Like I always have my desktop background as a calendar, but it's like an aesthetic one. Um, and I just think that's actually nice to like, I feel like I'm always having to like reference dates really quick on the fly. And it's just nice to be able to like quickly go back to my desktop and like see dates. And also, I don't know, it's fun. You get a new desktop every month. Like I, I like that change and like that refresh to my digital space and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I've found that Etsy has a lot of like graphic designers and stuff that make um, calendar based desktop backgrounds. And I don't know if I'll link like a specific one because I think everyone's like style and aesthetic is different, but I can see if the one that I bought last year is like available for 2023 because mm-hmm. obviously they're not evergreen, like a calendar that for last year won't be valid for this year. So you have to look for a 2023 version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fun. I, I think it's fun to have some change in your desktop background. It's fun to support like the artists that do it on Etsy and it's like very affordable. So I think I paid like $5 in last January to get this like set of 12 backgrounds that I used throughout the year, um, just like as a digital download kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I recommend if you Fine. are thinking about your your digital aesthetic for 2023. Yeah, I will say, and this is just me flat out saying that I will not be using your mm-hmm. favorite, so I apologize, but you reminded me that it is vision board season. And mm-hmm. I personally like to put my vision board as my background or my yeah yeah background, um, but yeah. So also an option. But I did mention I liked your um, background a lot. They're really nice. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be a yeah. calendar. Like there's just lots of um, there's lots of cool yeah, desktop backgrounds point. for download on Etsy. So check it out. Yeah. I just like having a calendar, a and I just like changing it every uh, season. I had mine as my vision board at one point, but um, I like updating it with more frequencies. That's why I opt for this, but to each their yeah. own. I won't fair enough. I won't delegate your computer screen if you don't delegate mine. Thanks. We believe in digital autonomy. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> um so for my favorite, this is actually very fitting for the episode because it is like a bronzing kind of uh product. It's the drunk elephant. I believe they're called the D bronzy like sunshine drops. They're all over TikTok, the little like yeah, bottle with this. the tan cap. Um, and it's basically a serum. It's like an anti-pollution serum. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what that means. I really don't. Uh, 
I live in a city, so I assume there's pollutants that are infiltrating my skin barrier. That's probably not good. So, okay. I got it for the uh, bronzy look that it Mm -hmm. gives my skin. If it's giving me an added benefit, amazing. Uh, But I don't really care. So it works best. I've tried it both just like applying it directly on the skin, like as an individual step and mixing it with my moisturizer. I personally find I like it better mixed with my moisturizer. It spreads on a bit more like evenly, Uh, but it's really, really pretty on the skin. It looks great paired with the glow screen. Like I literally Mm -hmm. look like I got back from a tropical vacation. And if you saw what it looks like in New England right now, you would know that it's not a tropical vacation. So I've been really liking it. And I have very sensitive skin. I don't want to say that I have acne prone skin because I don't think I do. I just think that my skin – like if I use the wrong ingredients, can be acne prone. Does that make sense? I feel like your skin freaks out really abruptly. Yes. Products. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. if your skin doesn't like something, like you immediately know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think means that it's more of like a sensitivity thing than mm-hmm. like being acne prone. Because to me, acne prone is like your skin naturally mm-hmm. produces acne, not like products. I don't know. Either way, it's fine. I struggle sometimes with new products and I know very early on if it's not working. And so I'm, I haven't broken out with it and yeah, I think it's really good. And also Drunk Elephant, I, this is the first product I've ever tried by them and everyone was always like, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. And some of their stuff is definitely very expensive, but I got this during the Sephora sale and I was like, let me just see like how much it is, because if I can get it at a discount, I've been wanting to try it. I was expecting it genuinely to be like 60 something dollars. Mm. Like that's kind of it's what- like 30, right? In the th- in the yeah, 30s, it's like $36. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I've never added something to my cart so fast. So I was like, yeah, I've spent- that's how much like glow screen is. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So- I think a lot of their products are like in the- a similar bucket of like 30 to 40. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's just like some treatments and stuff that are like crazy expensive, but I don't really mess around with crazy treatments. As we said, my skin isn't very Mm -hmm. sensitive and picky. Picky. That's what the word is. I think Mm. I have picky skin (laughs) that Mm. likes certain things and doesn't like other things. And life's just a game of figuring out which ones they are. (laughs) But yeah, highly recommend. I think they're worth the money. I do kind of want to try. They have like a blush version of it, Mm -hmm. like a rosy I forget what it's called, um, but I do kind of want to try that. I'm curious. So. Yeah, I have Stay been tuned. intrigued about this. I think my hesitation is like I'm so pale that I I wondered about like how it would look face to body, like you know, blending it into like my neck and that kind of thing. Would it be like I too obvious? I don't think so. It adds okay. more of a warmth. Oh, okay, and like a a glow. Interesting. It's way, it's way more doing that than like necessarily bronzing yeah and um, it's just they're just one color like it's not like yeah different. okay yeah which i think is my main critique because i'm like mm. if it's not even like fully bronzing me which is fine like that's kind of how i want it but i'm like anyone with a darker complexion than me which is a crap ton of people like yeah. probably is like this is a highlighter <laughs> yeah no so. literally um interesting that gave me an idea of someone to give it to for christmas Ooh, tea. throw it on my list Wow. Um, all right. Let's get into our main episode topic after a quick ad break. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use 
use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Now that you've skipped through the ads, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about embracing winter, shall we? That's funny. We shall. Um, So I feel like this whole episode concept is kind of coming out of the fact that we are entering winter. I think it's still technically fall. I think fall goes like way longer than anyone thinks. It's like until like like, end of December, like right before Christmas. Yeah. It's like December 20th or something. Feels normally like, yeah, December 20th to the 22nd, I think is where it tends to fall. Yeah. So it's not technically winter yet, but it's time for us to start preparing and embracing and I really want to romanticize winter this year. So we're going to talk through some ways to do that, some ways to get through the season. And then, like we said, we're going to talk about our winter bucket lists. So we're going to start with like the mindset shift portion of the episode. Yes. So mind shifts. Mind shut sifts. (laughs) Please. Mindset shifts. Ah! But yeah, so – If you are like Anya and I, who live in a four-season type of climate, um, you'll realize that it kind of sucks to like hate where you're living for three to four months of the year, or honestly, because of miss climate change, uh, like six months of the year. (laughs) The time is when we're dealing with winter. Uh, It's just not an ideal way to live life, and unfortunately, there is nothing that we can do about the weather other than relocate if you have the ability to, but I have a feeling if you are at a similar point in your life as Anya and I are, you don't necessarily have the ability or even the want to relocate. Uh, So we have to start by making the best of it, and that all starts with your mindset and how you go into the season and look at ways to embrace the good things that come out of winter. Yeah, and it's like it's not fair to yourself to set yourself up for like a bad day every day because of – the way it looks outside like yeah obviously we're not denying the fact that some people suffer from like true depression as a result of like less sunlight and that kind of thing so we're not saying like just have a better mindset like instant shift but like you know it, it really your perspective does have a lot of influence on the way that you feel and so we're just trying to share some like different perspectives that might hopefully resonate um with you and just like if you're really you know looking out the winter looking out the winter looking out the window at winter (laughs) Um, and thinking like, I do not want to leave. And at least you have kind of more tools to like backtrack on and and feel comforted by. So yeah, yeah, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Huga. So this is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's like a Danish uh, philosophy, I guess, a way of life. Um, And it's really just all about enjoying life's simple pleasures. And Interestingly, there's no like direct translation for huga. Like, there's no like English word that we can equate it with because Americans suck. No, just kidding. <laughs> but um, it's more so described as like more of a feeling than a word, more of like a sensation. So it's a way to embrace all things cozy, all things warm, all things restorative. And just kind of the feeling you get from finding genuine joy, genuine pleasure in making ordinary everyday moments more meaningful or special so I feel like Huga is kind of like just romanticizing coziness and like yeah romanticizing your everyday life in 
the cold and like what it looks like and the fact that you get to maybe make a soup that you wouldn't make in the summer and enjoy eating that warm soup on your couch. Or maybe you light the fireplace, which is a nice vibe that you can't do in the summer and that kind of thing. So it's like finding, focusing on the small things you enjoy about winter and like really kind of leaning into them and embracing them and knowing that this is a temporary period of time, just like every season is, you know, fleeting in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. Huga. Huga. It's a classic. Huga. Huga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that like? Uga chaka. Uga. Uga. What is that from? Where? What is that from? I don't know. Someone let us know. It's from a song. My mm. brain immediately went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like a pretty sure. Oh, I think know. it might be. Yeah. Ah. Oh, hooked oh, on a oh. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm like, please do not copyright us. <laughs> I know we sounded just like the track. Yeah, I was going to say, just like the track, so they can't even tell the difference. Yeah. Um, it's also important, I think, and this kind of comes with like the Huga mindset, I feel like, is accepting that winter, really all weather, if we're being honest, True. but winter especially, is not for us. It's for the ecosystems around us. This is a very like Crunchy take. Yeah. Take. But <laughs> alas, this is the podcast you signed up for. Um, but yeah, so if you think of like the layers of snow are used to protect plants from excessive cold, organic matter left behind is breaking down to help supply next year's garden with valuable nutrients. Slowly melting slow can help provide moisture to plant roots um, when the winter wind's blowing. Many of our plants uh, need a time of cold to help with the growth of flowers and fruits and all of those really important resources. Um Plants like peonies need a time of cold dormancy in order to produce flowers next spring. So without this cold period, those wouldn't even bloom. The list goes on and on. There's so many ecosystems that benefit from colder weather. And so, yeah, I feel like it, it, it's giving. We're, all, we're just one being on a floating rock mm-hmm. that like needs to do these things in order to survive. So like relax. It's okay. Embrace the hookah. The warm weather will come and like, I don't know, I think it's nice to like, you can even take that into the spring and like have a greater appreciation Mm -hmm. of like all of the new life that comes up. It's like, well, it literally needed that cold weather in order to be here. So like all the things that you love about spring and summer require the Mm. winter. Yeah. I like that thought process. And so Whenever you're miserable, just think of all the cute little squirrels and the cute little bears <laughs> yeah. hibernating and living their best lives in hibernation. Yeah. Yeah. And we- just know that this is for them. We endure yeah. this for them. Yeah, yeah. Sacrifice, truly. Obviously, I know that we live in a capitalist society. So not all of us necessarily have this opportunity. But to the extent that it's possible, we can also kind of view winter as a season of rest and rejuvenation before the spring comes again. We can embrace it like the animals do, try to hibernate to the extent possible. Um, so, you know, in in the society that we live in, it's definitely not unusual for us to fill every moment of our lives with something. Like I'm thinking of myself even this weekend. It's like, is any moment not accounted for? Not really. Yeah. But winter just naturally kind of points us to another way. It's it's hostile to leave the house. It can be difficult to drive places. So you can really look at it as a time to kind of slow down, nourish yourself, rest, and kind of revive your body that's been tired and, you know, strung very thin, um, and to embrace the calmness of the season. So a lot of people kind of just view winter as like a time to get through, but instead try to like shift your mindset and look at it as a slower season and an opportunity to prepare your mind and body for the busy seasons that will inevitably come again. And I've seen this perspective really play out. I watched this YouTuber um, named Cecilia. She lives on Svalbard, Mm -hmm. which is an island north, close to the North Pole. And um, she talked about how like they they have the six um, months of light and then the six months of darkness. And she was like interviewing people around the island and asking them how they deal with the six months of darkness because people are curious and it's like they don't even view it as something that they need to deal with like they look forward to it because after that six months of light like they crave that rest and that relaxation and that ability to kind of rejuvenate and prepare for the six months of light again and so it's like give this season just as much validity as you gave the summer and the spring and you know when we were all really active so i thought that was interesting 
Yeah, I like that a lot. And I like looking at it as a, a time of calmness and peace almost. Grounding, mm-hmm. some may even say. Mm-hmm. Um, so now sort of moving away from just like the general mindset shifts and more into some tangible tips that you can use to help get you through the winter. Um, I can kick us off. The first one is to use softer or cozier lighting. I'm currently actively taking this tip. Um, and avoiding turning on the big light. Are you on that side of TikTok where that sound is like, under no circumstances will I ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever turn on the big light? Embrace that. It, it Honestly, all the time, but especially in winter, big lights are harsh, especially when it's getting dark so early and you need to have it on for longer. Mm-hmm. A table lamp or a, even like a standing lamp, candles, like really embrace that. String lights, uh, embrace soft lighting. It really does kind of help get you into that calmer, peaceful mindset. Um, And it also, you know, it it helps you sort of transition into like your bedtime routine a bit Mm -hmm. better because it's not like going from these harsh artificial lights to now having to relax for bed. It's a good transition between daylight and bedtime, I think. Yeah. Do you think that girl's song like coined the term big light? Like, you know, the song that's like, he turns off the big light. Oh, I don't know. Oh, do you know the song I mean though? Yeah, I do know the song you mean. Did people say big light before that? I don't, I never did. I feel like I did, but I don't know if I'm just like making that up. Quirky. Because it's been a thing. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just like not like other girls and I always call it a big light. (laughs) Um, But you know what we mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The lights that are like, on your overhead ceiling. lighting overhead yeah. lighting yes um so yeah definitely a fan of the cozier softer lighting yeah. next tangible tip i am like really always trying to lean into this concept that like it's never the weather that's wrong it's the way you're dressed for it so mm-hmm. a fun way to kind of put that into practice is to really like embrace winter fashion i personally love winter fashion like i think it's kind of head-to-head with fall fashion for, like, my favorite season to dress for. Um, And just, like, embracing layers, embracing scarves and hats and heavy jackets and bean boots and Uniqlo heat tech layering. Like, I just feel like it's it's key. It's the way. And it makes going outside so much less painful because I think a lot of the dread that we feel is just knowing, like, the air is literally going to hurt us. But if you're dressed right, the air won't hurt you. And it's, like, just as nice to be outside and sometimes even nicer and prettier and brighter than the summer so yeah fair enough fair enough you actually said that to me once you were like uh, because I said I was cold on a walk and you were like you can't fix the weather you have to fix the way you're dressing (laughs) and I did (laughs) um the next tip is to use this time to slow down so we've kind of talked a little bit about this but like embrace sleeping more going to bed earlier or getting in bed earlier I'm really trying to embrace the like in bed by seven reading or scrolling Ooh, TikTok, whatever your that. prerogative, a la Kenzie, um, what's her name? Kenzie Elizabeth. Thank you, Kenzie. I almost said Kenzie Burke, but that's the food combining girl. We don't like her. <laughs> um, Kenzie Elizabeth. Uh, but yeah, don't feel guilty about like taking that time to rest, hibernate like an animal. We are animals at the end of the day. <laughs> to get so true. On you. <laughs> um, Me, I'm and all- wild, wild yeah, animal here. Truly, truly. Barbaric, some may even say. <laughs> Uh, and also if you're a morning person, you can take advantage of this and, you know, set your sleep schedule to experience earlier, more daylight earlier on, because that's Mm -hmm. what's happening is that it's getting, there's only like a short period of time where it like gets light out late and dark out early. Like most of the time it's like a little lighter earlier when it's getting darker sooner. So if you are a morning person or you've been wanting to be a morning person, now is the time to start uh, getting into a morning routine because it's nice and bright in the morning. Mm-hmm. And like to your point, if you shift your whole schedule, like if you're in bed by seven, maybe you're asleep by like eight thirty nine, and then you're able to wake up at like you know six seven a.m. without feeling super tired. tired. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, unfortunately not really my vibe, but I wish it were because I would like to see more daylight. So maybe yeah, I'll try. Fair but enough. Um, our next tip is to. Take up a new hobby, maybe something like homier, maybe something more domestic. (laughs) Um, So now is the perfect time to 
learn how to knit, learn how to crochet or sew or, you know, any other like hobby that doesn't require leaving. Maybe you want to like play an instrument that you've had or um, something like that. So yeah, it's a really nice time to enjoy just like crafting and other kind of cozy um, hobbies like that. Unfortunately, our main hobby does require us to leave the house. Yeah. Which is dance, but (laughs) it's also good to get outside. So um, yeah, yeah, but just like the the vibe of like, it's a snowy day, you're knitting a scarf that you're going to wear out once it's done, like chef's kiss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And the last one, kind of along the same lines, is to find outdoor winter activities that you enjoy to still get your vitamin D because most of us are vitamin D deficient for sure. Baseline, but in the winter, who girl, no good. Um, now this one is really coming for me because I unfortunately just I didn't grow up doing like winter activities. I didn't grow up skiing and snowboarding. I honestly stayed inside most of the time when it was cold, but I'm trying to keep like my walks consistent. I want to make sure that I'm still going out for walks, bundling up so that I can get that vitamin D. Uh, I actually have a trip planned with my college friends to go tubing and I'm stoked about <laughs> That's that. That's funny. Tubing is so fun. <laughs> That's like the one winter activity I subscribe to. I'm like, put me in a tube, push me down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. You could go um, snowshoeing. It's like walking. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like, why would I walk in the snow when I could walk on the – Because it's fun. And you get the nice crunch every time you step. Crunch, crunch. I'm in my ASMR era. So, yeah. yeah. I think I'd have a new appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, And my boyfriend skis. So, I know that he's going to force me to go one of these times. So, it's only a matter of time before I'm catapulting down a mountain somewhere. Uh, I tried um, to – cross-country skiing one time I've only done it like once or twice but that's actually pretty fun too it's like easier to you just have to pick up on the motion and then once you have the motion it's not too bad and that's more that's not inclined obviously so yeah 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 that's a good point but yeah so as you can see I'm thinking about it I'm doing my Mm -hmm. best but if you already do winter activities bonus points to you good job Mm -hmm. all right we are gonna get into our winter bucket lists now. So I'll kick it off with my first item. Um, I think I might've said this in the last time we did a winter bucket list too, but I really want to make it up to the lake for a cozy winter weekend. I feel like I haven't talked about the lake in a while, but TLDR is that my boyfriend's family has a lake house. We mostly spend time there in the summer and I feel like that's when it like really shines, but it's also like really fun to be up there in the winter. I remember like December, 2020 when things were still like pretty scary Um, we ended up spending like two weeks there in December and it was just like such a nice cozy vibe. There's like almost nothing around up there. Like you get such like pretty night skies and like, Mm -hmm. it's like a log cabin, like literally. So just like having the snow there is really pretty and, um, it just forces you to like slow down because there's like literally nothing to do even if you left the house anyway, other than like walk around. Um, so yeah, I think like we prioritize going to the lake because we can like go on the boat and all this stuff, but it's like, I want to make a a weekend trip to prioritize just like using it as a way to slow down. Cause I think inevitably, yeah. even when I'm trying to have like a relaxing weekend, if I'm home, it's like, I'm always like, well, I could do laundry. I could do this. I could do that. But like yeah. getting yourself out of your like home situation, like really forces you to like just chill. So yeah, it's a perfect like staycation. Yeah. Destination. Yeah. yeah. Um, My next one, I will say, I feel like a lot of these things, Eh, maybe not a lot of these things, but a good amount of these things um, I had in mind because this is my first winter uh, in a relationship. This is my first cuffing season, cuffed. Mm-hmm. Uh, first so cuffed season? Yeah, my first cuff season. Um, and so that's part of what I'm embracing because I think, you know, when does the time for love is what – so so they tell me. I don't know. I've never been cuffed before, but – I'm trying to – that's, like, one of the aspects that I'm trying to embrace or one of the positives is, like, I have someone to be cozy with. Um, and so my first item is a cozy movie marathon. We kind of did this. Um, my boyfriend and I just rewatched the Hunger Games series. We finished the last one last night. Um, but those are dark movies. Like, yeah. I haven't seen the last Hunger Games movie in a while. And we both, like, looked at each other and we were like, do we watch, like, a funny – 
like video on YouTube. Like this is a lot. Like she was crying at. Do you remember the scene where she's like yelling at Prim's cat after Prim dies? Sorry if you haven't read the Hunger Games, but also like you probably have. I don't remember Um, that. She like is sobbing, crying, yelling at the cat, being like, "She's dead. She's gone." Oh yes, yes, yes. And literally, Zach looked at me and he was like. Oh, oh my oh my god <laughs> was like, I, I forgot how dark this is yeah i know like, anyways that's a tangent i want to do like more of a like intentionally cozy movie marathon with like a more feel good yeah movie. Um, we watched um the santa claus on friday yeah that's a, that good, was, that's one. a good one i never that's a good one too because it's a series true but they they get worse right i think like for sure for sure yeah. but that's the fun yeah you can kind of like cringe at it yeah um, yeah this was the first time that I made the connection of like claws as in like oh really set of words. yeah well yeah, I've only really yeah. seen it like once and I think I was pretty young so oh, okay fair cover yeah yeah those are good ones my next bucket list item is to start journaling again like reincorporate that into my routine because honestly I've been pretty bad about it for like mm, a while now I don't even know how to quantify but like a, a while um yeah and I have two new exciting journals and I feel like that'll just like re-inspire me. I've been like waiting to start them until the new year because I'm annoying like that. Um, yeah. But the first one is the Wildflower Company journal, which we did an episode with those founders. So go check it out if you're interested. And then Kylie and I also both got the No Particular Order journal, which is Margot Lee's uh, small business. So yeah. I would say the Wildflower Co. will be like my productivity kind of journal and like list taking. Yeah. And then um, – no particular order will be more like my creative journal. So yeah, um, our no particular order journal shipped today. Fact, <gasps> amazing. Yeah, order I think it'll be pretty quick. Fifty one because I think they're just coming from Connecticut. So yeah, but I realized that we were the if I, I assume this is how it works. We were the two hundred and fiftieth order Love of that. the journals because that's our order number. I assume yeah. it started at one. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Stay tuned. I'm sure that'll make it on a favorites yeah. uh, list at some point. So my next bucket list item is to set goals and routines that align with my word for 2023. Um, I've actually never like nailed down a word that I wanted to embrace in the new year, but I know this is like a pretty widespread concept to like just have a word, like people will choose abundance a lot of the time or I don't know, prosperity, like whatever Mm -hmm. your like main goal is in the new year, like having that word and sort of making decisions around that word can be really helpful for people. And I've just never felt called to a word, honestly, until now I am choosing direction as my 2023 word. Um, And I can talk, I'm sure we're going to do like planning for the new year, resolution, quote unquote resolution type episode. So I'll get more into why that's my word then. But yeah, starting to like really think about the goals that I want to set for the new year um, and what my sort of daily, weekly, monthly routine looks like under that umbrella uh, is a big goal of mine for the winter. Love that. I'll noodle on if I'll have a word. I don't know. I feel kind of similar to you. Like I haven't been called to a word, but yeah, Maybe. I think you have to be called to one for it to actually be effective. Yeah, truthfully. that's true. Maybe but, like balance or something could be money. Mm, yeah. I'll noodle. Uh, my next bucket list item is pretty simple. It's to go to the SOA winter market. So if you live in Boston, there's a uh, – it's normally like a farmer's market and like an artisan's market called SOA, south of Washington. Um, and in winter, they do like an indoor – cool little market situation but from what i've seen it looks insanely crowded so i need to pick like yeah. a good time to go like i feel like maybe i want to go on like a weekday or something i'm using yeah. some vacation time that's going to like expire at the end of the year so maybe i'll go like midday on one of those days towards the end of the month or something but it's supposed yeah. to be real cute and i've actually never been i've been to like obviously the warm weather version but i haven't been to the winter market for soa yeah yeah let me know when you go i might Tag along because I've also wanted to go and I've had some friends go and say that it's a lot of fun and very, mm-hmm. very cute. I went to the Seaport one yeah. and it was just so busy that I was yeah, like, you couldn't I even, can't like, even enjoy things. Yeah. yeah. That's like my concern. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my next bucket list item is to start a budget and here's the key, ladies. Stick to it. Uh, because I think we've been very transparent about 
starting budgets and not necessarily holding ourselves accountable. I won't speak for you, holding myself accountable um, to those budgets. Mm -hmm. And I think that we like, I will speak for you on this one because I think we both are like pretty financially literate. Like we have the important accounts set up and we are, you know, those are taken care of. But like to your point earlier, I want to have, you know, a savings account for travel so that I just have some money laying around. So if I want to book a trip or if I have a trip coming up, I can easily grab from that. And it's not me pulling from my trackings or from my most recent paycheck. Same goes with Christmas and like birthdays, like Mm -hmm. setting aside 20 bucks a pay period at the beginning of the year so that I already have the money saved up when birthdays and when Christmas comes around or whatever holiday you celebrate comes around. Like those are now, I think, the goals that I can look at. Now that I have the basis covered, I'm like, what are some other like financial goals that I can set? Um, and I think a budget will really help me actually stick to those. Yeah, I agree. I want to get like some more granular savings accounts going. Yeah, yeah. My next one is also pretty simple. I want to actually go out in the snow because – All the boys in my life, being Grant and his friends, when it snows, (laughs) they all come over here and they all go out and like literally play in the snow like children because we have a park (laughs) near us with like a big hill. And so last year we had like a really big storm and they all came here and they skied down the hill at this park and snowboarded. And I was like, that's so fun. But I couldn't go out with them because I don't have snow pants. So my bucket list item is to rent snow pants from Newly in like January, assuming there's any left because I bet a lot of people have this idea. Um, and actually like go out in the snow when it snows. So I'll keep you posted. (laughs) Yeah. That's so wholesome though, that they do that. (laughs) (laughs) My next one, and this is kind of like the overarching theme of the episode, uh, is to actually start romanticizing my life. I think I talk about it a lot and I have days where I do it, but it's not like an overarching theme or a part of like my daily routine. But I think I've talked about on the podcast, like I am at a place where a lot of the stuff that I wanted for myself, I have, which is great because it means now I get to like set new goals and like think even further into my future and how I want to set myself up. And also like I should take time to like really romanticize my life now and these milestones now because I am very happy with like where my life is and what I've been able to accomplish in my 25 years. So yeah, striking that balance. I feel like when you're like, when you reach certain goals, you're just immediately like, and on to the next. But like, I deserve to take time in the now and like appreciate what my life looks like now because odds are it's going to look very different a year from now. So I don't want to like take it for granted. Love that. Very uh, mature take. Oh, thanks. Uh, My next one, this is kind of cheating because like this has to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, well, Kylie and I dance, if you didn't know, and we dance in a company here in Boston and our show is in January. And I've been a little bit nervous about it just because it's really, really, really exhausting. And we haven't done it in this format in a, in a while. So like last season, we only had two days of shows this season, we have three. And so it's a show Thursday night, Friday night, and two on Saturday. And like, after we did that last year, I was so tired. Like I felt like I needed like a week to like recover. And so I'm just like a little nervous as that approaches, just thinking about how crazy that week is because we spend all the week prior at like tech and stuff too. And like, don't get me wrong, it's all fun stuff. And it's like why we do this is because we like being on stage and whatever, but it's just a lot. Um, So I want to like really embrace like being on stage and like enjoy being on stage to like make all of the other like stress that it creates like worth it if that makes sense um and hopefully like maybe audition to choreograph again and kind of like nail down what my idea would be for next season and everything uh and maybe get a massage after because I remember kind of regretting that last season we yeah I would be into that (laughs) we could do we could do a couple's massage (laughs) we have done a couple's massage but it wasn't actually like I think we booked a couple's massage but they put us in different rooms because I guess they got the vibe but yeah which hey Shout out to them for that. But yeah, yeah, that that is a good point. I think I need to be because I'm just like bright eyed, bushy tailed first season dancer over here. I feel like that Sunday I'm going to be like, nope. <laughs> it's really it's like a lot of um, 
it's just a lot of like anxiety until you have the first show and you're like, all right, that was fun. Like I, you know, it's all worth it yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, it's just like that week is so much, especially working like yeah. during it too. So just like being mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have my big company kickoff meeting the day of one of the dress rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so special? Yay. Yeah. My new co-op starts that week. <laughs> <laughs> Cries. Yeah. Um, my next bucket list item is to read 10 books. I said in by March. That's funny. By March. Um, so that counts like starting now. So in the next three months, I want to read 10 books because I'm in such a horrific reading slump. It is ridiculous. I have completely knocked it out of my routine and I don't like that I've knocked it out of my routine. So I need to set a goal. And so that's the goal I'm setting to reel myself back in, become a bookworm again, make the time to read. Yeah. Because even sometimes I find myself scrolling on TikTok and I'm like, I really should be reading right now. Like if I want to get back to reading, I could spend right now reading. And then I just stay on TikTok. Yeah. It's no good. It's It's always the hardest part to just start for me. Like I really don't like starting new books because it takes me so long to get invested and to care. Yeah. (laughs) So that's like the hardest part. Yeah. Um, I said this last year for sure and it didn't happen. So bringing it over to this year's bucket list, I want to try skiing again. And I've mentioned this before, I think. So my boyfriend Grant is like snowboarding is like his thing. Like it's his sport that he really likes and he's actually really good at. And so it's not like super ideal for either of us to go together because he wants to like do tricks on like the whatever they call that trick run. Yeah. Like, he wants to do, like, intense snowboarding. Like, that's what's fun to him. And, like, I would die because I haven't skied in, like, a couple years. So I think it's, like, ideal for us to both find uh, separate ski partner forums. Mm. And I have finally found a viable companion to take me. And that is our friend Anna because she also enjoys a chill skiing session. And that's what I want. I don't want to try to do flips. I don't want a black diamond. Yeah. I just want to chill. I want the après ski vibe. So I think we're going to make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one is to learn to ski because as I said, I've literally never gone skiing once in my entire life, uh, which is very shocking for people to learn considering that I grew up in New Hampshire, but it's the truth. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll tag along with you guys on this ski vacation or my boyfriend also really likes to ski. Um, I'm scared of that because I'm like, I, I think he's really underestimating just how bad I'm probably going to be. Maybe I'm underestimating myself, but like I have a pretty strong feeling that I'm not going to The first time is always hard, I feel like. And especially what's hard to ski for dancers, I find, is the whole like all of your mobility and ability to break and turn and stop is actually based on you turning in your feet. Like you create a pizza. Okay, yeah, So the ski is like angled towards each other. Which is like the opposite of what dancers are raised trying to do. We're trying to turn out our feet. And so I always yeah. kind of struggled with it because it's like everything my body doesn't want to do. Like we're yeah. like not trained. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. I think that's why a lot of dancers end up snowboarding, to be honest, is because you get to be like straight on the board. You don't have to like yeah. turn in. Um, that makes sense. But yeah. But yeah so, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> My next one is to try – I put like vlogging slash posting on TikTok semi-regularly because I actually have been finding like – I don't post too often on TikTok. Like it's not that much work. I post maybe like once or twice a week and I actually like have been getting a little bit of traction and like some followers and stuff. I have like a thousand, which isn't a lot, but I had a hundred like a month ago. So um, yeah, I kind of just want to like be intentional about keeping that up and like seeing where it goes. I'm not intending to like – get a huge following or like become an influencer or anything like that. But I feel like the TikTok algorithm actually really did kind of direct me towards like a group that makes sense with my few videos that have like popped off. So just like seeing what might be possible there and like not just like dropping the ball on it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a good creative outlet, if Mm -hmm. anything, and like fun to look back on, you know? Like I've even said that I, I didn't put this on the list, but like I've also been like thinking about like vlogging just for the sake of like having the memories like having Mm -hmm. our travel videos and even like the shorter tiktoks to like remember that time i think is valuable in and of itself and if it resonates with other people even better yeah exactly um my next one is to find some go-to healthy comfort meals i feel like i really haven't 
experimented in the kitchen with like soups or chilies or mm-hmm. like casserole, like pasta bake type dishes that really like lend themselves to the winter season and provide a lot of warmth and comfort. So I want to challenge myself to try a couple of new recipes. I want to be honest, I'm not a huge soup person solely because I eat soup and then five minutes later I'm hungry again. Like I just don't find it very like satiating. Uh, and maybe I'm making it wrong. Maybe that's the key. Maybe I need a heartier soup. But yeah, more so looking at like the casserole, pasta bake, stew type vibes. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok where um, someone talked about how to make soup like more filling and nutritious. They put a bag of like pre-sliced like coleslaw into it. And it doesn't Ooh. like change much about it. Like it doesn't really add like new flavor or anything, but it just like adds some crunch and like makes it more like satiating. Oh, so kind of interesting. Help. Yeah. Good to know. Or I could or even like see, adding like, pasta. The, yeah. Yeah. Pasta or like I really like the the Trader Joe's like pre-made salad that's like the cruciferous crunch or whatever it is. It's like oh yeah, yeah. kale yep. and some other stuff. Like I could see that just like throwing that into a soup would like help a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good idea. My next one is I want to use a hot tub. I don't know where. <laughs> I want to find one somewhere, maybe like a hotel, get like a day pass. Or yeah. I've seen some Airbnbs that have hot tubs. If the lake had a hot tub, oh my God, that would be just stellar, but it doesn't. And I cannot afford one. So I yes. want to locate and enjoy a hot tub because I'm a big, I'm a big hot water girl. I love a hot tub. I love a bath. I love tea. Hot water in any uh, format. Form, yeah. Give it to me. Yeah, there you go. Um, My next one, this is, my next two actually are kind of cheats, uh, but go to the ballet. Uh, We are doing, we have tickets to go to the ballet. But that is genuinely something. I haven't done that in, when even is the last, I think I was We did it in May. We went to New York City Ballet. Yeah, but even before that, I can't remember the last time mm-hmm. that I went to the ballet. And you more so, but I'm I'm in my like semi-ballet era as well, my appreciating ballet era. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to go to the ballet, like having gone to a couple of classes recently myself. And the Nutcracker is like one of the best ones to like re-enter, like see if you're not, you know, necessarily a dancer and stuff because it's so – it's like – it's so entertaining because there's so many short pieces in it. Like there's so many yeah. short dances that you really don't like lose your attention. Um, Cause sometimes like we saw um, a Midsummer Night's Dream and yes. that one was like, you got to be a little more like in the ballet world to appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like because the pieces were like kind of long and like just more like, I don't know, less like performance-based, more technical and that kind of thing. So yeah, like the Nutcracker is just like sheerly entertaining and yeah, like has a lot of fun props and stuff. So should be good. Yeah, that's a good point. My next one is to finally try my beginner knitting kit. I bought this so long ago. I went to Make and Mend in Somerville and I made it my favorite the week that I went. And that has to have been in like April of this year or something like that. Uh, I got like a little beginner knitting kit and it has like knitting needles and like yarn and like all the supplies I need and like little instructions and it's just been sitting in my closet. So if we ever have like a snow day or something like that, I'm hoping to whip it out. Nice. My next one, also a little bit of a cheat, is to plan some fun travel in 2023. Hint, hint, we might even be planning some travel tonight. Who's to say? It's true. Who's who's to say? Um, (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I definitely – we have some fun things on the radar for 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of it involves being a groupie, honestly. Like I think that's – I think we need to start identifying (laughs) as a groupie for Noah Khan, in case you were wondering. Um, We just are his groupies. We'll follow him far and wide, apparently. And we really don't even have to because he quite literally lives here. (laughs) He quite literally lives 10 minutes away from me. (laughs) But But alas. Um, But yeah, so I'm looking forward to travel in 2023 and planning that as well. Yes, me too. My last one, we kind of hinted at this earlier, but I want to continue my good ballet habits. I've been going to a class like 
once, sometimes even twice a week. I have like the 10 class pass that I've been using and getting through at our local little studio. And it's fun to like, it's fun to dance. And I love dancing in dance works, but it's also fun to go to a class where you don't really know anybody. And like, you don't really have any like social obligation and you're just there to like focus on yourself and being better. And like, nobody really knows you or will care if you mess up because you might never see them again kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been liking that and I've been very much romanticizing the ballet core aesthetic of it all, which I saw this TikTok that was basically a professional dancer making fun of Luna Montana for doing like all of her outfit, like ballet, get ready with me type things. And it just like really rubbed me the wrong way. Like I was like, listen, you know, like this girl's had like a challenging relationship with ballet. Like if romanticizing it and like getting to think about her outfits and like making her feel good in front of the mirror is like what brings her back to it. Like let her have that. I don't know. I was yeah. very like, defensive about it. It really bothered me because they were like, yeah. this is what real professionals wear to class. And she was wearing like sweats and I was like, okay, valid. But also like, she's basically a professional. <laughs> like she's so good. Yeah. So like let her do her Literally. thing. And Anyways. also like, yeah, she's she, her wearing that to class isn't stopping you from wearing what you want to class. Like, yeah. Like you're insecure. Just say it. <laughs> yeah t you wish you could dress like that at ballet yeah. just say it yeah just say it okay um my last item and the last item of this episode is to take a cooking class this is actually something that zach and i have had on like our like date idea list mm-hmm. for a while uh but i feel like it lends itself more to the winter it's a good indoor activity and uh he's a great cook i'm like a good lazy cook like mm-hmm. I can make really yummy things with minimal effort, but I don't I don't know how to cook per se. Um, mm-hmm. So I would be interested to like learn a few tricks, learn a new recipe. Um, yeah, refine that skill a little bit in my housewife era, you know. Domestic vibes. Yeah, yeah. There's a place in Somerville um, I can uh, point you to. I've seen oh, it. Perfect. We'll mm-hmm. chat offline. And that concludes the first seasonal episode of the winter. Woo! I guess technically our like Christmas ones are a bit seasonal. Oh, true, true, true. But you guys get the point. Like the actual winter, not the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoyed. We hope you found this helpful. Um, remember that winter is what you make it, unless of course you have seasonal affective disorder. In which case, we hope that you are getting the support you need, <laughs> mm-hmm. because we know this episode isn't super applicable. Um, but with that, make sure you follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter. Uh, make sure to rate us on Spotify and Apple podcasts because it really helps our show out. Leave us any suggestions or advice that you need in our anonymous suggestion box. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.